All right, welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Service Industry. I'm your host, I'm Bill. I'm being joined tonight again, thankfully, by Natalie. Welcome back. Back by popular demand, guys. All of our followers All are of our just followers. requesting hitting that like button. That's that right. That comment button. You know, speaking of followers, uh, mentioned in the last episode that we had followers from Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually now have a couple of listeners in uh, Vancouver. Shout BC. out Vancouver. So, thank you, Canada. Thank for you listening. all. We appreciate you. So, you know, the, the last episode we did um, with Miss B, we covered a couple of topics of some things that were kind of questions and based on a conversation that I had had. Mm-hmm. I really liked doing that. And I thought we could do that again tonight. Great. Go over a couple but of things. First things first. Can I vent? Of course. About a recent guest experience. Of course. That's what I had we're the here pleasure for. of dealing with. So, not to bash on ops, but ops left me alone a few days ago. It was just front desk agents and myself in sales. There was this uh, very pleasant guest staying with us, brought to you by an OTA. We won't mention any names. She's one of those special guests, you know, that uh, extends her uh reservation day by day oh yes the best the ones where you ask them for a credit card and they want to know where the nearest 7-eleven is to reload their uh yes you must have read my mind she did that and more she she used a new excuse where um someone stole her bank information Hmm. well it's it might be it's new to me because I'm not at the front desk as often. I'm sure front desk agents have heard this one, have heard this one before. Anyways, that's not the story. The story is um, that she was upset because we didn't want to hold her luggage until 1 in the morning. Why 1 a.m.? Well, at this point, all, all the front desk agents were sick of her. There was no reservation for her to return. So front desk was like, we're not holding your stuff till one in the morning. You don't even have a reservation with us. So she pulled the card where, oh, you're not being fair to me. But if Mr. and Mrs. Smith would tell you that they have a later flight, you would hold their luggage. And, you know, the front desk, they didn't tell her, well, because they're not lying. Front desk was sick of her. They didn't want to help her. And this goes back to all of our other episodes, guys. Be nice. Just be nice. (laughs) Like, I think that should be like one of our daily mottos here. Like, be nice. She was not nice. And she's one of those guests that records you. Uh. So she was recording the entire conversation. So this friend friend desk was just tired of her. And they go and get me because I'm the only emoji. And she's a friend desk. They tell me, FYI, she's going to record you. And I was just like, great. I'm wearing my best outfit, thankfully, (laughs) if I'm going to come out on TikTok somewhere, right? Anyways, of course, I come out, you know, I greet her. She's mad because we don't want to hold her luggage till one in the morning. And she's recording me. The camera's right in front of my face. At this point, I tell her, and I was very honest with her. I was like, you're making me really uncomfortable right now with this phone on my face. Like, is this required? And, you know, she pulls out her stories about, oh, well, you know, for legal purposes. And I'm like, who is going to legally, like, bother you right now, Miss Girl, with your luggage? Like, it's just luggage that we're talking about. Anyways, at the end of the day, you know, I agree and tell her, we're going to hold your luggage. We have your information. If the luggage stays here, like, by tomorrow morning, we're getting rid of it. You need to come and get your shit, right? She was recording me and talking and this and that. But the weird part that I don't get 
she had her um, Victoria's Secret body spray. She's talented. She was holding her phone with one hand and she had her body spray on the other. And as she's talking to me, she's spraying herself everywhere. And when I mean everywhere, like hair at the bottom of her shoe, the lady parts, everything. (laughs) And the story is going exactly how I'm saying it right now. It makes no sense, right? It's going from luggage to phone recording to body spray to her venting to me about how life has been so unfair to her. Problematic. All over the place. Was she looking for conflict? I mean, to, to, to roll in recording to me seems like she was looking to make an issue. She made it sound like she's, well, as she said, everybody has been so unfair to her in life. So I feel like she just has this habit now of recording things. Interesting. So then she put the phone down. I think after like after a while and she like I gained her confidence. I don't know. She put the phone down and she was just like, I'm not trying to be like disrespectful, you know, but. I just had a lot to deal with. And I was just like, oh, God, like she has more issues than than I can handle here, you know. (laughs) But then she starts telling me, she's like, honestly, this hotel has been raising a lot of red flags and you guys mistreat me. One agent will check me in really nice and the other one won't. And, you know, she's talking about like how everybody's unfair with her. And she's talking about red flags that we are giving her red flags. And that like, opened up the door for Like me. asking her for ID and a credit card? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she said, one agent will let me um, put a cash deposit and the other one won't. And, you know, that's a learning curve for us. That's a training thing. Maybe maybe our new team just needs to be trained, which is exactly what I shared with the FOM. But that opened the door for me. When she said red flags, mm. I was like, Miss Girl, we're going to talk about red flags. I told her, okay. I appreciate your feedback, but now I'm going to share with you the red flags that you're giving us. Because in all honesty, everything that you're doing are red flags to hotels, not just us. Every hotel down this street. You keep extending day after day. You request uh, near the exit rooms Mm. cash deposits. I don't have enough money on my credit card. And the kicker, security keeps telling us every night that there's multiple visits to your room. All right. So, so why are all of these red flags? Then? Mm, do you want to explain? Sure. Please. All right. So <laughs> extending day by day is very, very common when it comes to identity theft, when it comes to not having enough money, if you will. Typically going through third parties, there's one in particular mm-hmm. that starts with a P mm-hmm. that is known as a frequent fraudulent source, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So you get bogus credit cards, you get ID theft, you get issues like that that will come across through the that. prepaid credit cards. The prepaid that they- credit cards. I don't have enough money on my credit card. Credit card, the quote unquote credit card you're trying to use doesn't have enough credit limit and you ask where the closest 7-Eleven is <laughs> so you can put money on your credit card. That's not a credit card. That's a gift card. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a single use gift card. Mm-hmm. Um, so red flag. Exit. S- specific, yeah, specifically asking for rooms near exits, red flag, because that's where you've got people coming and going for different types of business, if you will. Mm-hmm whether it's uh, a good or a service. Exactly. What was the last one that you had? Room by the exit, credit card, and just uh, extending day by day. Okay. So I explain to her, I tell her, these are the red flags you're giving us. So if we're giving you red flags, 
this is what you've presented to us. Right. Our, our behavior is based on your behavior. So if we're giving you a red flag, yeah. it's because we've already identified your sketchy behavior mm-hmm. and we are concerned and trying to protect the hotel from your behavior. So, you know, she's like, well, what do you mean by that? What, what's going on? What do you think I'm doing? L- let me guess. Did she have a local address on her account? I don't know. I didn't check that far. Honestly, I try to stay away from operations as much as I can now. I don't blame you. But um, uh, she was, she's was. she been extending because she's looking for an apartment. She doesn't have a place to stay. That's her reasoning why she keeps extending day by day. And I told her, frankly, I don't care why you're extending day by day. But we're just I'm just letting you know. If you want to tell me about our red flags, well, I'm going to tell you about the red flags you're giving us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she was, she looked a little flustered, but she's like, I understand. I understand. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll be here for my stuff. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, whatever. I actually put the luggage away for her because I wanted to see, I was like, what's in these bags, you know? And what kind of bags do you think she had? Um, hmm. I'm really torn between them either being Target bags or Walmart bags. (laughs) It's a combination. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I was curious to see what was in the bags. I couldn't see much. It, it looked like all clothing, whatever. But yeah, the whole body spray thing was throwing me off. I was like, what? Like so body spray going everywhere under the shoe. I don't know who's going to smell that. The ants. I don't That's know. So strange. Yeah. And then and then and she she actually sprayed a few sprays on the lady parts. And I was like, like she's standing. Imagine somebody standing there talking to you and just spraying yeah and then i wanted to tell her something about like you need to stop doing that in our lobby like somebody can be allergic you know but at this point i was just like she don't care she don't care she don't care she don't care so i'm just trying to get her out of there or whatever and as she's leaving she's like you look so cute by the way i love your shoes and i was like oh okay thank you and she went her way and so then i go to the back and you know our back office girls they were just watching on the camera they were like, oh, we were getting ready for like to come out of there, to come out there if you needed us. I was like, girl, I don't need you. Like they would have come out anyway. Yeah. But um, they were laughing because every time Miss Thing would get near me with her phone, I would step back. Mm. So they were laughing at that because they could see the discomfort that mm. I had um, through the camera. So I thought that was really funny. But that was Miss Girl. I'm not going back to ops. No. Thank you. <laughs> She'll probably get a review, too. Yeah. Well, after she extended again a few days and then our GM finally made up his mind and said, we're not welcoming her back. So she's gone and I hope she doesn't return with all that love spell from Victoria's Secret. Do me a favor. Look her up because I will bet you that she had a local address. Of course she did. I'll, I'll look her up, though. So for anybody listening that's in the industry, a great way to try to protect yourselves Mm -hmm. is, number one, keep an eye on reservations that have local addresses. Half the time, people that have a local address and are staying in your hotel are probably not there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Granted, some people will be getting their houses tented or they're, you know, celebrating an anniversary or, you know, whatever. But for the most part, if you're a local resident staying at a hotel, that's usually no good. Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do is Google their address. I do it all the time. I've, I've done that in the past and I've actually found addresses that were given to me as their residence. And it's a lot. It's a vacant Empty lot. Empty lots. Yeah. A mall. Oh. A business. Mm-hmm. It's not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, I think I do that now by default because of the industry we're in. I 
well during COVID time when i worked with you like i didn't trust anybody everybody that we were checking in we were like "Mm, does this look legit you know yeah well i mean during covid we had the worst of the worst (sighs) so yeah Although that was we're interesting. Kind of out of COVID, and we still have the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten better. I don't think so. No. No. I mean, I, I think that there's there's aspects that have gotten better, but for the most part, I don't think it's gotten better. The mentality is off. The mentality has gotten much worse. Yeah. People are angry. Mm-hmm. And unrelenting. They don't understand. I mean, like in the very last episode, and I don't want to rehash this, but in the last episode, I had people just a couple of weeks ago that were upset because we don't have enough staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, labor shortage. We've been talking about this for months. months. I mean, actually, even longer than that. I mean, the last, well, when we were together, I. We're going for in a year. Yeah, we reopened that hotel in April. Mm-hmm. We had staffing issues in April of 2021. We had staffing issues now exactly it hasn't changed Mm-mm. now it's it's almost worse you know the property what do you think sorry oh i was gonna say that you know the property that i'm at right now we got word today that we lost another employee that's four people in six weeks no i'm sorry six people in six weeks that started with us worked anywhere from one to two weeks and then gave zero notice and just quit are you losing them to competition other industries or um the guy today was open that he had gotten a better paying offer mm-hmm. from a different different job he didn't mm-hmm. say where he didn't say if it was even in the same industry he mm. just said he got offered more money mm-hmm. um the others no reason just i'm not coming back that's very common though because even for us uh we've had a few i want to say like two or three this last month and they were hired. They went through the whole process, came in one day, never returned. Mm-hmm. Like three, four-ish, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 frustrating because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I've gotten um, feedback on is people saying, oh, well, I don't want to work somewhere where they're understaffed. Mm-hmm. Well, how are we going to be staffed if you don't You're wanna... part of the problem. Yeah. It, it just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Make it make sense. But I was going to ask you, do you think... Or why do you think everyone is understaffed? Do you think people are being lazy, got too comfortable with staying home or combination? I don't think it's laziness per se. I really don't. Because, I mean, I don't think that it's a matter of them being lazy, Mm. personally. I, I think that there's a certain mentality of employers are willing to pay more. I'm just going to keep finding that that employer that's going to pay more. Mm-hmm. And it, it creating this downward spiral where, you know, everybody that wants more money is getting it, which is fine yeah, to a point, but it's going to get to a point where it's an unsustainable amount of money that is going to hurt the business in the long run. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't think people understand. I mean, that's why we're in inflation as it is right now. Everything it's, has gotten more expensive. Yeah. Rapidly quick. Everything is rising except for our salaries. Well, no, but I mean, the salaries rose too. I mean, well, like, you know, Miss B and I were talking about it. It's like, you know, if you look at the pay rate, and I, I'm not saying a flat amount of money, but look at what the pay rate was prior to COVID. Right. And look at what the pay rate is now. Right. And that difference is 24, 25%. Okay, yes. That's That's a huge increase. And then on top of that, you have goods that are you know, 30%, 32% above what they were a year ago as well. Mm -hmm. 
So you put both of those together and it's an incredibly significant cost that's now on this business. And like based on reports and stuff that we get, like hotel reports, ADRs are skyrocketing. Oh yeah. Occupancies are skyrocketing. Hotels are winning. Well, Well, some hotels. On the surface they are. You know, you look at your P and L, your profit and loss statement, at the bottom of it, it's not as booming as people would like to think it is because of all these additional costs that have been lumped in there that nobody had anticipated. Right. Well, we're not in like 2019 numbers by all means. No, no. 2019 was, was a phenomenal year. Definitely not, definitely not there, but better than, better than 2020. Yeah. But you You know, know, 2021 wasn't bad for the hotel that you and I were. No, it was not a bad, it was not a bad year at all. No, we did well. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I like to think that we also prided ourselves on not charging everything we could. I think we charged fair market value. I think we gave great service and a great experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that we ran that hotel very differently than most companies will run the hotel. Yeah. And we had an amazing revenue manager. Absolutely. Shout out to T. Tiny T. Tiny T. But, you know, I mean, I, I think that when you charge a fair price, you give the good service, everything kind of falls mm-hmm. into place and it, it just works. It's when people get greedy that there's a problem. So the uh, the woman that was asked not to return. You think My she, woman yeah, or Miss Beast? No, no, your woman. Oh, okay. Well, I Miss, mean, Miss Beast yes. has been on my mind lately. Well, I mean, regard, regardless of which guest you're talking about, what do you think the odds are they're going to get surveys? I don't know. And, and more importantly, maybe we should discuss what surveys are all about, because okay. I think that there is a very big disconnect between understanding what the survey is for the hotel stay that you just had versus writing a review on Yelp. Mm-hmm. For all the big box brands, it doesn't matter which company it is. When you get a survey, it always asks you on a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. So linear thinking, most people would say, well, you know, a seven or an eight, that's average. And most people believe that those scores are a cumulative average, mm-hmm. if you will. What is wrong with that thinking? It's not. <laughs> it's not. It, it totally is not that way. When the surveys uh, listed 1 through 10, what's really important to remember is that instead of it being a cumulative number, it's yes or no. Mm-hmm. So for all of you listening, with any of the big box surveys, it's really important to remember that it's either yes or no. So nines and tens are a one, uh, one through eight is a zero. I was actually recently task forcing at one brand that I want to say if it's a one to a three, it becomes a negative. Oh, so it, it hurts you even more, mm. you know? So for all those listening, please keep in mind when you're filling out the surveys, you can't look at it as, you know, oh, well, I gave a seven here and an eight there. And it'll average. That's, you know, a 15, which is a seven and a half. It doesn't work no. that way. Mm-mm. If you give a seven and an eight, then you just gave them a zero. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I had this last week more than once was surveys that came in where if you're looking through all of the different answers, mm-hmm. you know, check-in experience, an eight, you know, food and beverage, a seven, cleanliness, an eight, and so on and so forth, all the way down the line. Overall satisfaction, a one. Mm. riddle me that it's like if you're the math is not mathing it does not math so i mean if at the end of the survey if you've gone through everything and you're sixes sevens and eights then why are you giving a one overall that just doesn't make sense Mm. you know your your answers for the individual questions should reflect 
that overall experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In order for surveys to be beneficial, yeah, it's the shorter, the sweeter, the better. Everybody's on the go now. Everybody is so in a hurry. Everybody just wants to finish it off, you know? And I've caught myself in surveys where they're too long and I, I'm just like, okay, I'll be back later. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you lost me already. We're in question number 25. Mm-hmm. Like, sheesh, you really want me to like or, tell you all about it? Or more. Yeah, so then they lose me and then I never come back to it or I come back to it and it's just more like rushed. Mm-hmm. It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. But you know, the genuine ones are the ones where if they're really not happy, they're just going to give you once all across. Yeah. And just kill you. But yeah. they're also the ones that should have just stopped at the front desk and talked to us. Mm-hmm. If you have any issues at any hotel or anywhere you go, just speak up. Yeah. Speak up. Bring it to someone's attention. Don't be embarrassed or don't think, you know, whatever. Just come talk to us because we want that opportunity where you allow us to make it right. Well, you know, I, I find it so interesting that the mentality lately has been it's got to be perfect the very first time mm-hmm. or I'm going to skewer you. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't understand that. And leads back to staff shortages is. A lot of times. Well, and it's a lot of new people in the industry, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost every front desk hire that we've had or that I've been a part of in the last six months, mm-hmm. actually even longer than that, go back to when we were at the same hotel. It's a lot of people that have zero experience in the industry. It's their first mm-hmm. job. You know, and it, it takes a very long time for a front desk agent to become a very good front desk agent. To get agent. in the groove. Yeah. It takes a very strong candidate to be up there you're dealing with so many attitudes so many different um clients you know well you know and one of the things that i'm i'm seeing and hearing again and again is you know oh you need to train your people better mm-hmm. you know for for most for most jobs you get what two weeks training right mm-hmm. but it's like we do we're trying but well, they leave us in well, one day <laughs> And there, now we have to retrain too. somebody else. There is that too. But no, but I, I, I mean it from the standpoint that if you're taking someone that has never worked in a hotel before, yeah. you give them two weeks of training, mm-hmm. you are giving them just enough skills to not walk off the job. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it takes, it takes months to become proficient. It takes years to be good at what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and the vast majority of our teams are brand new to the industry they're mm-hmm. brand new to, some of them it's their first to jobs. the workforce yeah yeah you know so if your check-in doesn't go quite as smooth as you traditionally feel it should have then be patient. be patient be nice be nice be patient you know maybe ask questions maybe try to clarify and understand the situation i don't mm-hmm. know but be nice that's the motto be nice so you know when uh, we're talking about new people in the in the jobs and the new additions to the workforce. Mm-hmm. What have you seen with applicants lately? Because I've seen some interesting trends that I really hope don't continue. Hmm. What I've been seeing is applicants that come in that are not dressed. Oh yeah, not dressed to apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, job hunting one hundred and one. You always want to put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that times can be tough and you know economic impacts and whatnot on on folks. I'm not saying that you have to show up to a, you know, a potential job interview wearing a suit and tie, but you know, don't show up wearing t-shirts with holes in them. Dress for the job. Well, you know, and and I and again, not exactly just for the job, but dress to impress. 
to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know, I look, if someone came through the door wearing, you know, ripped jeans and a t-shirt with holes in it, outwardly, I probably would not be the most impressed. Do you give them a chance though? I always give people a chance, Mm. you know, and truthfully, I look at it as like, let me hear your story. Let me, yeah. Let me hear you out. So share with me, you know, who you are, what Mm -hmm. your experience is, and we'll go from there. But like, you know, this last week I had a guy that shows up wearing, you know, a Dodgers baseball cap, okay, um, a shirt that's probably two sizes too small, you know, jeans that, you know, could have been washed a little bit better or what have you. Immaculate shoes. Sneakerhead. The, the, the whitest of white kicks, right? But it's like, I look at that and go, okay, well, regardless of show, like if you only had t-shirt and ripped jeans to wear to a job interview, so be it. Mm-hmm. Ditch the what baseball position? cap. Houseman, but I mean, just ditch the baseball cap. Yeah, you know, think about the fact that you're looking for a job. Present yourself as presentable. Did he pass? No. Hi. No, he did. Disappointment.com. I honestly, I didn't expect him to. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know. Yeah, but the questions that he was asking, it would not have been a good fit. Was there um, inappropriate question? No, not so much an inappropriate question as much as... Was it like, hey, Holmes, what's up? No, well, there was a little bit of that, which, you know, fine, whatever. That's that. I mean, effectively, that's cultural. That's fine, whatever. There were demands. Oh. Yeah, it was interesting. I I don't want to go into it because I don't think it's that entertaining. But, you know, if you're out looking for a job, dress dress for the job. I've noticed that, too. We've been struggling with staffing our hotel. And so we have interviews every day. And, you know, as I'm walking around doing my rounds, I'll see them waiting in the lobby and they are not dressed for an interview. So I don't know if it's a trend or like, where did we drop the ball in society? Desperation. Everybody's so strapped for people that it doesn't matter how you show up looking for a job. True. About a week ago, I actually was at a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. This Guy walks in wearing ripped jeans and a wife beater. Oh. Sat down and had an interview and the manager at the restaurant hired him. You you witnessed the transaction? Mm-hmm. You're hired? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I couldn't overhear the conversation. They were too yeah. far away. But, I mean, he was not dressed appropriately. Well, a few months ago, we had a um, rapper come in for an interview. He introduced himself as a rapper. And the interview was about three minutes long. Because my office shares a wall with the FOM. So I heard, I heard everything. And our FOM has cameras to the lobby in her office. Mm -hmm. So she warned us before she brought him into the bag. She was like, you guys, you need to see what this guy's wearing. Full on, like, literally, he came out of a 2008 hip hop uh, rap video. Like those baggy pants with a long t-shirt, like down to the knees, you Mm. know very like chingy or like i don't know e40 type like these rappers so anyway so we knew that this guy was about to walk into back office we were all you know just trying to like play it cool but as soon as he like passed by us we all like look and we're like what the beep you know like what, what is going on what was he applying for front desk oh. so um she asks him like you know like what would what, what have you done in your previous jobs and he he was blunt and he was so confident he was like i am a rapper i'm an upcoming artist check out my tiktoks follow me on la da la da la like shameless plug 
asking RFOM to like follow him everywhere. And he was ready. He had that QR code ready to go. Really? Yeah. I mean, so kudos to him. That's bright idea to just have it on your screensaver, you know? Cool. Like he has a goal, you know, he has a kudos. He has a goal of what he wants to do. But you kind of leave that at home for a front desk interview, I would say. Well, you you kind of leave that at home for any job interview. Yeah. I mean, if you want the job, if you don't want the job, then, you know, show up 14 <laughs> years out of date with your rap video outfit. Yeah. And RFLM was like, okay, well, thank you so much. You know, she, she asked a few questions. He didn't fit our team. So he was a um, hard pass. Hmm. But just wearing whatever jeans t-shirt hat and of course the bling you know mm. the the rapper Just bling dripping yeah he was drip dropping <laughs> anyways yeah so don't don't wear jeans guys don't wear jeans yeah well and or chanclas that too yeah and please don't forget the personal hygiene oh yeah brush your teeth mm-hmm. use deodorant mm-hmm. be human use um victoria secret body spray no <laughs> No, and no axe either. Axe just gives me like flashbacks of like all the high schoolers, high Mm. school kids. And frat boys. Yeah, gross. Any other tips for job hunting? Yeah, do your research. Mm -hmm. Know Know about the company. Yeah, so if you apply for a hotel, then look that hotel up. Read their reviews. Mm -hmm. Understand what you're getting into. Understand how many rooms they have. Mm -hmm. Understand the type of business that they do. Yeah. Because during the interview, you are, in effect, interviewing the employer as well. Mm -hmm. Ask questions. Even if, you know, they lost you, let's just say it's towards the end of the interview and you're really not feeling what they're giving you back. Ask questions. It's knowledge. It's helpful. Yeah, it's helpful for you to, I don't know, for your next interview. Not to go on a tangent of wasting people's time, but, you know, you you touched on something about knowledge. Mm Mm-hmm. All the skills that we build in our job that help us go on to the next job start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of the one of the skills that we don't get to practice very much is interviewing, mm-hmm. like being the interviewed, not the interviewer, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, and here's a here's a helpful hint: if you're looking for a job, maybe what you want to apply for is kind of on the fringe of your interests or what have you. Explore that, but go in, sit down, have the interview, mm-hmm. practice the interviewing mm-hmm. skill. Then that way, when you're applying for the job that you really, really want, you go in and you nail it because you've been through a few interviews. Mm -hmm. You're a little more comfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Interviews can be uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Practice. During the last few months, what have you seen as far as guests with pets? It's increased significantly. And suddenly every animal is a service animal. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. What is a service animal? A service animal is an animal that you need to survive. Yeah. It needs to be by your side all the time because it's there for you to save you from an emergency. Well, I mean, it goes anywhere from, you know, visually impaired, mm-hmm. like seeing eye dogs, to dogs that can smell seizures. seizures. Or diabetes. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up on diabetes TikTok. There's this girl that has a service animal that, like, can detect when she's going to have a... I don't know what diabetes people go through, but... It'll well, like it's it'll all about glucose levels. Yeah, it'll warn her like, "Hey, like you're about to pass out." And it kind of just leans on her and she like drops to the floor. It's animals are amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But that that is a true service animal, right? Yeah, she needs that. Okay. So the the reason I'm bringing this up is that to your point, every time I turn around, every dog is a service animal. Which they're not. 
but they're not. The best way to know a service animal is that that dog goes with the guest every Everywhere. single day. And they don't Everywhere. react. No. Yeah. So when you know people check in and they say, oh, this is my service animal, I have to ask the question, what service is that animal trained to provide? And lawfully, we can ask that. Absolutely. And time and again, oh, well, it's not a service animal. It's an emotional support animal. Uh, okay. Well, then the pet fee is X. Mm-hmm. But it's a service animal. No, it's not. You just mentioned that it's a it's, it's an emotional support a animal. A service animal is not going to rip the hotel apart. No. You know, and it's like those fools that would show up on an airplane with a peacock. Yeah. You know, oh, this is, my, this is my, my service animal. It's a peacock. It's not trained to do anything. At the end of the day, it just ruins it for the people that are legitimate guests mm-hmm. that have a service animal. Mm-hmm. The big issue that came up with me this last week, though, was not necessarily it just being a service animal, but it was the guest that was claiming it was a service animal that then did damage to the room. Mm, what kind of damage? Carpet. Eesh. Like ripping or? Ripped up the carpet baseboards. So. Was it a chihuahua? No, it was. I don't even know what type of dog it was. I, I feel like I've asked about chihuahuas in this podcast so many times but it's because chihuahuas are like destructive the worst dog damage i ever had in a hotel was done by a a chihuahua yeah they're vicious it it scratched at the wall so long that it scratched through five eighths inch drywall oh my god yeah was the dog injured no the dog was just frantic it was neurotic Mm, poor baby yeah feel bad for it but owner where's the owner they were at the park Mm, cute Dog did about $500 worth of damage to the drywall, the paint, the carpet. Did the guests dispute? They tried. Oh my goodness. How are you going to dispute something? They didn't think it was fair to be charged $500 for it. Okay, so would you let your friend just come over to your house and just mess something up? (laughs) And then just, you know, as a friend, you would think the friend would be like, hey, I'm going to take care of your carpet because I ruined it, right? I mean, we talked about, Miss B and I talked about exactly that on the last episode is when, you know, when a guest does damage to a room. Maybe that's why it's fresh on my mind. Maybe. But I mean, you know, when a guest does damage to a, uh, a room, there's an expectation that that damage is going to be settled. You know, I'm sorry you don't agree that $500 is too much when the Chihuahua has scratched the paint on the entry door, the bedroom doors, it's ripped up the carpet, uh, mm. it's, you know, damaged the baseboards, it dug through the, the drywall. And that room's going to be out of service for we the next three days. We can't sell it. Somebody's got to pay for it. We can't sell it. And we better, I hope we have enough material to replace everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't ask you to bring your chihuahua. You decided <laughs> to bring your chihuahua, knowing that you were going to leave it in the room. How, how is that my issue? Not only that, but it's like, how selfish of you. I don't have any pets, but I think if people that do have pets, they would know what type of animal they have and can they survive alone in a room for XYZ hours. Like if you know your animal is a nervous baby and cannot make it without you, why would you put your pet through that? It's so, I don't know, it's it's kind of mean. Yeah, well, I mean, look at people that don't want to put their dog down because they love their pet, even though their pet is suffering, you know, 17 years old, Selfish. has arthritis and yeah. degenerative issues, can't see, can't hear. I don't want to put him down because I love him. So your love Selfish. is selfish. Yeah. Your dog's suffering. Yeah. If you know your pet can't make it without you, just don't take him to a hotel. Find a relative or I don't know, like the puppy hotels. Kennel. It's unfair to all parties. Mm-hmm. 100%. I've got a story for you. Um, this last Hit week, <laughs> funny that you say that. 
this last oh. week, I actually we had a, a guy that was in the parking lot that looked a little on the sketch side, mm. had all those markers of you don't belong here. So I walked out and I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, how you doing? What's going on? Mm. The guy says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, just enjoying the breeze. Was he on a bike? No, he wasn't on a bike. This guy <laughs> was walking. You know, we're real close to the entrance of the hotel. And I said, well, you know, hey, it's a beautiful day. Enjoy the breeze, but I need to ask you to do it over there because <laughs> you're on private property. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He turns and he starts to walk away. So I walked away to go check a couple rooms. I come back maybe 10 minutes later. I come out of the building that I'm in. I turn the corner. There's two cops, full felony stop, guns drawn. This guy is standing there in front of a Tesla and he had punched out the back window of the Tesla of the Tesla barefisted punched the window broke the window his entire arm from elbow to fingertips is just covered in blood looks like a movie prop right apparently after I left him he turned around and decided he was going to break into that car smashes the window I know right smashes the window starts going through everything in the car while the guy that owned the car was trying to check in the guy that was checking in happened to look out through the window, see what this guy is doing. He's the one that called 911. Cops were there in a heartbeat, and they ended up arresting the guy. Hmm. But what I don't understand is why do people mess with Teslas? You know, the, the guy was the guy was trying to tell the cops, you know, oh well, I didn't break the window. I was I was just trying to you know look in the car. Well, um. You didn't break the window, but your arm is covered in blood. And what are the cameras going to say? Because he was trying to look in the car with his elbow. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many cameras are on a Tesla? Like seven. Yeah. It's like, uh, you're you're caught on camera. What a dummy. So off to was fit. he on a good one? He good had one? to be like a good one. Oh, you know? like how high was he? Yeah. Or mm. he had to be right. Yeah, higher than Pluto. <laughs> he was he was pretty messed up. Mm. Yeah, just catching the breeze, man. You pissed them off. I did. Yeah. We had a guest um, this, I think it was yesterday or over over the weekend, lounging in our lobby. And um, our night auditor, um, unfortunately, is out sick. So we have someone stepping in who is not too skilled with night audit. Not as aggressive. Not, not, as, <laughs> not as aggressive as our favorite night auditor. No. So our night auditor that's filling in for our real night auditor right now he's not aggressive he's more chill you know so he put on his pass down we had a homeless um come in the lobby and um he just sat in the sofa so i told him to leave but he said he was just resting so i gave him a few minutes and then when i came out he was like dead asleep did he call the cops no did he call security he didn't call anyone he's just like he was tired i just let him rest I get it. Because that's the image you want your hotel to put for. Right? So we asked him then. He's just like, well, nobody was around. But it's just like, no, you can't just let somebody just come and chill in the lobby. Um, So I think he asked when accounting got there in the morning. He asked accounting like, hey, like, what do you think I should do? Do you think I should call the cops? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, you should have called the cops a long time ago. And he's like, well, I called the um, non-emergency line. And they said that there's nothing they can do. Which is partly true. I mean... But once you tell them that they got to go, then it becomes then it becomes trespassing, which I learned from you. So learning curve. Yeah. Trained him. We told him what to do, what to say, just to be a little more aggressive. It's like, this is your house. Why would you let a homeless man just come and chill in your house? Yeah. It just takes it takes the right person to be in the night audit role. Yeah. 
you know, something else that's important too is make sure that your make sure your trespass letter with PD is up to date. I don't know what you're talking about. So my presumption is, is that the trespass letter for your property now is out of date because I, I where wanna, where does that sit? Um, it actually sits with the police department. Oh. So you oh. have to you basically have your boss contact the PD, mm-hmm. let them know that you need information on the trespass letter. Okay. They'll, they should be able to send them kind of a generic trespass letter. Um, all he has to do is fill in the blanks and sign it. Mm-hmm. And basically, it serves as trespass warning in uh, his absence. Oh, okay. So, Good to know. You know, and it's important that when you are kicking someone out, you have to tell them very specifically you are being asked to leave. You come back, you're going to be cited for trespass. I miss all your knowledge. The only reason, you're like a box of knowledge the only reason i've learned what i've learned is because i mean we get it From done experience yeah yeah you know painful lessons mm-hmm. you know I, I would rather have been able to learn from you know listening to something like this how you approach right. someone than having to figure it out the hard way mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to get my ass kicked <laughs> you know? i don't think you'd ever get your ass kicked i don't know i remember that that dude that was checking cars in the parking lot and yeah and then then you weren't with me, but our chief engineer was with me one day oh, yeah, and I got yeah, into yeah. a verbal with a guy that wanted to beat And he was like, ass. oh yeah, I thought you wanted to fight Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, that was the time. I was, I was getting ready to... Throw some, <laughs> throw some blows? Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, during all of our COVID time working together and um, we would have all these fun guests try us, test our patients. Mm. It's so funny how, now that I think about it. It's funny how um, you would be like, okay, I'm on my way. And, you know, here you go. I don't know. How tall are you? Like nine Six, feet? <laughs> so, a little shorter than that. But yeah. yeah. And I laugh because I thought I was doing something by coming behind you all the time. Remember, I'd always come like, I'm coming. And <laughs> now that I think about it, it's like, you never needed me. Like, I was just there being your sidekick, ready to record. Like, what are you going to do, girl? What are you going to do, 5'2"? <laughs> yeah you're the homie in the back it's like yeah yeah Yeah. i was just there like supporting you but now that i think about it i was like what the hell was i thinking yeah but i mean having a couple of people go is much safer for everyone yeah you know i mean to your point maybe it maybe all you would do is record or call (laughs) nine one one. but that's that's better than nothing but i really thought i was like let me go out there (laughs) yeah i had your back well and you you learned how to deal with certain situations yeah all right, so on that note, let's uh, wrap this up here for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalie, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me. I love it here. And anyone in the hotel industry listening right now, good luck on your budgets. I know it's budget season. Oh, budget season is the worst. So good luck to everyone. Hang in there. So if you've got a funny story, if you'd like to share something with us, feel free to reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at talesfromtheserviceindustry at gmail.com. Follow us on all platforms if you can. There's Instagram, there's TikTok, Facebook. And um, my favorite, YouTube. YouTube. You guys have to check out the visuals that we have. So They're on, so funny. On YouTube, you'll find little animated shorts, some of the juicier snippets and things that didn't make it into the podcast. Yeah. Get animated for your pleasure. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it with your friends, family. Acquaintances. Random people. Other hotel hoteliers. Not the guests, though, because we talking mm. smack. <laughs> Just kidding. 
<laughs> well, you know what? Uh, guests can learn something, too. Guests can learn something, yeah. Yeah, we all learn, right? Mm-hmm. So... Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully we pick up somebody from far away places mm-hmm. again. Let's get more listeners. Like the guy in Brussels and the folks in Vancouver. And yeah. People on Maui. It's pretty cool to see those insights. So shout, thank you all for listening. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Um, we're going to end it here. Bye. We'll see you again on the next episode. <laughs>